Let us pray. Gracious God, send forth your spirit by the power of your word to create faith, to forgive sin, and to grow our love for you and for one another. Amen. Don't be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. I had the privilege of growing up in California, and there is, in California, just a couple hours from my home, is the Monterey Bay Aquarium. It is one of the best aquariums in the world. They have two million guests per year. They bring in about $130 million between attendance and grants, research, all these things, doing amazing stuff for, for the area there around Monterey and Carmel and the whole West Coast. It's a fabulous place to go and visit both as a child and as an adult. Well, the other side of that coin, in one of my favorite cities that's just a few miles from my hometown, Morro Bay, there used to be the Morro Bay Aquarium. It closed in 2018, and it had the tagline of being the worst aquarium in the world. It was small, dirty aquariums that held fish, maybe, if you could see them. Also, it would have maybe one or two sea lions and kiddie pools that would be surrounded by cages. And as a child, you thought it was awesome because you'd spend a dollar and you get a bucket of fish and be able to feed the sea lions. I just thought it was the coolest thing. But as I got older, you started to realize that it wasn't that nice of a place. And especially after going to the Monterey Bay Aquarium so many times, it seemed even worse. Now imagine if you had grown up with one of those two images for the word aquarium, okay? And you were told, we're going to go to an aquarium today. If all you had was the Monterey Bay Aquarium, if it wasn't the Monterey Bay Aquarium, every other aquarium would be compared to that one, to Monterey Bay, and, and everything would pale in comparison. All you would do is, is complain. Well, it's not like Monterey Bay. Now, if the only picture you had was Morro Bay for that word, you would probably say, why are we going to an aquarium? I've already been there. It wasn't fun. Why would you put me through that? As I thought about this and I thought about Christmas 2020, I thought, what a perfect picture for us. The big budget Christmas of 2020. Is it going to exist this year? Presence and travel and all those things. The, the picture seems to be for me of, of Christmas 2020, of a dark, dank room lit by one 40-watt bulb, uh, eating Christmas dinner made from a microwave off a TV dinner while watching reruns of the Ed Sullivan Show, or, or hopefully at least being able to see your kids or grandkids open their presents uh, through Zoom or, or FaceTime or, or something, or worse, there are no presents because you got laid off and there's nothing under the tree and maybe not even a tree. But hold on to this much, though, for Christmas 2020. It, for you and me, there's not much different, I think, between this year and 2,000 years ago. Because imagine that trip made by Joseph and, and Mary. It's probably rather lonely rather dark, dirty, weird, impractical. And then the baby comes, unexpected, painful, 
at least for Mary. I was there when my kids were born, so I, 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 my wife could at least testify to the, to the pain. But there was no sleeping in heavenly peace on that night in, in Bethlehem. But it made me think, as you have this young mother giving birth, of another time when Jesus talks about a similar statement in John 16, as he's, he's preparing his disciples for his departure. And he says to them, when a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born into the world. So you also have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice and no one will take away your joy from you. This Christmas 2020, Maybe there's been some pain in your life, some sorrow, some heartache. But I wonder if through that, what is the joy that God is doing? What is the new thing that is being done? Because at this Christmas time, we have to hold on to that joy. We're told that we're having good news proclaimed to us of great joy. Because today in the city of David, a Savior has been born. The Messiah, the Lord the Lord being born for us, that you have a Lord, that he's for you, that he's come for you, that, that, that the expectation of what he is going to be doing for you is on him. A Lord of that day, a Kyrios, would have had all the expectations of the household laid on him. He would have been in charge of, of the finances, been in charge of the public image, been in charge of the purchase and release of slaves. So this Lord, this Kyrios, comes as this one with the expectations laid on him of all of life that he might give to you. And we're told this Lord is a Messiah, an anointed one, a deliverer, a gatherer, a liberator, a uniter, a warrior even. And yet there still is this waiting game because even with Christmas, we are told of this Messiah in Bethlehem, but it's a baby. Diapers. Poor. Nothing. Just like us, the shepherds probably show up and they say, is this it? This is all? This is the Savior? Yet those angels told us something of this baby. Yes, a baby born as the one to redeem us. A baby who holds the power of canceled sin and sets the prisoner free, a baby who smothers all the fears of death by his cries in that night, letting the world know that freedom is coming and that this baby was born for you, it tells us. Born for you this day. Not general, not just for your neighbor or, or just for your friend, but for you. Luther talked about the proper application of the pronoun, Jesus, Savior, for you specifically. Your Jesus in that manger, your Christ on that cross for you. And it's told for us that it's happening today in the city of David. So 2,000 years ago in that history, is gifted to us right now in that word, today. Happening right now for you, not tomorrow, right now. 
All fear, all pain, shame, darkness gone because that Christ child has come. God works in it all, speaks to you through it all in the pain and the sorrow that right now is born for you, this child. And that that is good news. Good news of great joy. Quote Julian of Norwich, that all shall be well. All shall be well and all manner of things shall be well because of this child, this hope of God encapsulated in that flesh, in those hands that can barely wrap around Mary's finger, is the hope of God gifted to you. And so we hear the angel say, don't be afraid, for because this child is born for you this day in the city of David, the Christ, our Savior, He's extended life into the world for you, even in the darkest day, even in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. He is there, present for you because of that child. And so this Christmas of 2020, I think, is the, is the sermon that we need, a hope when all other hopes are lost. Our hopes of Christmas often have been dashed this year. Hopes of anything, really. Because maybe what we saw of Christmas was the party What we saw of Christmas was the propaganda of Hallmark Channel. What we saw of Christmas was the choir cantata or the the kids taking part in in the Sunday school pageant or or screaming the chorus of Go Tell It on the Mountain because they don't know any of the other words whatsoever. The smiles, the hugs, the candles, the carols, going to grandma's. We strip it all away and what is left but Jesus in that manger for you the baby born to die, the forgiver of sin, the one who makes every ruined Christmas perfect because he's there, because it's about him, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection for you. And without Christmas, there would be no Easter. And so even in 2020, there's no way for us to hide Jesus because so many of the other things that we have made Christmas to be are gone for now. And so we're left with Jesus. There's nothing to hide him, nothing to dress him up, nothing to to clean up the smell of the stable or to deafen the screams of Mary as she birthed the Savior into the world. None of that. So you can go to Monterey Bay Aquarium, but the thing you won't see is the mess behind the scenes. You won't see all of the machinery. You won't see the janitorial closets. You won't see the, the, and, and smell the fishy smell that is in the hallways that no one else is able to go to except for the employees. All the mess that's behind all the attractions. The Morro Bay Aquarium, on the other hand, at least it was honest. It had the mess out front. All the gimmickry was gone, and it was just nothing but the reality of that place. And so 2020 has peeled away everything and just left us with that Jesus, our Jesus for us, and our vulnerability or, or lack of expectations of what we hope Christmas might be, or we wonder where God might be. Well, in that manger, in that dirty stable for you, even in 2020. So church, allow this year to be what it is and let God in Christ invade your pandemic world to do what he can for you. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior 
who is Christ the Lord. Merry Christmas. Amen.